The big question that every writer has is, how can I sell more books? Or if they're not published yet, it's how can I write books that sell? But when writers approach selling books from a numbers perspective, they're missing out on the amazing relationships they could be building with readers through their stories. It's impossible to write books that resonate with readers when you're writing for money, because money can't read. But shouldn't writers be able to make a living with their stories? Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. All right, so today we're going to be doing another episode in the Self-Empathy for Writers series, and we're going to talk about honesty, (laughs) which, you know, uh, can be really hard. Before we do that, I want to go ahead and recap what empathy is and what it means for us as writers, what self-empathy is, because by the end of the series, I want that like really cemented into your brain, okay? So... Empathy is the ability to comprehend and experience the emotions of another. And self-empathy is diagnosing our feelings and understanding why we have them. And when we employ self-empathy, we can then like we can uh, act on our emotions in a productive and healthy way. So that's the point. That's why we need all this empathy, right? And so today, I wanted to talk about honesty. And there are lots of ways that we can be honest and kind at the same time. Because remember yesterday we talked about kindness. And I wanted to kind of marry those two together. But the thing that I think most writers have a difficult time with uh, is being honest about their time. And I didn't mean to say time twice in that that sentence. But uh, I know that a lot of new writers, when I talk to them, they're like, well, Kristen, it's really frustrating because I just don't have the time to write. And uh, sometimes I'll be like, hey, why don't you try waking up at 5 a.m.? And they always give me this look like, no, you dripping, no. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, well, I wake up really early so that I can get things done before my kids wake up or before I get them sent off to school if it's not a homeschool hybrid day. And they're just like, well, that's good for you. That's not going to work for me. Because uh, we all have different, um, like, time periods. I know there's, like, a fancy name for this, and Marie and I use it in our book. And I always forget what it is. It's, like, uh, body prime time, I think, BPT. Maria, is that right? <laughs> and so um, we have different times, depending on who we are, where we're more productive. And for me, I'm more productive in the morning and I have more creative credits in the morning than I do halfway through the day. And so I know that if I want to get my writing done, I need to do it in the morning. I can write any time of the day, uh, except for like past eight o'clock. My brain is just like, and I can't recharge any more creative credits at that point. Um, But so there is time. You just have to find it. And if we're being honest about our time, and this is going to it's gonna hurt, I'm sorry, but I have to be honest with you, right? <laughs> so that you can be honest with yourself. Uh, one of the most important ways of figuring out if you're being honest with your time is to like keep a journal 
for a couple days and see what you're doing. Like every time you go to do a new activity, write down how much you spent. Like even if you're like, I went on my phone today between 12.15 and 12.45 because that's my lunch break. And so just to write down everything like eating break, work time, uh, I slept until 11 a.m. on Sunday. I'm not saying you can't sleep until 11 a.m. on Sunday, but if you work during the week, then your only writing time is on the weekend. So you need to dedicate some of that time to your writing. So keeping a journal will help you keep track of how much time you're wasting and what you're actually spending your time on. And because the truth is, and we're being honest, right, that whatever you spend your time on is what you actually care about. And so if I say to, if I say to my kids, I love you, but I don't spend any time or I don't make any time for them, am I really telling the truth? Because the evidence shows if I'm not making any time for my kids that I love something else more, whatever that is, like if it's TV or I don't know. I mean, this is not the greatest example for me personally because I try to, I'm really aggressive about making time for my kids because I know that my time with them uh, is it's not going to be like this forever. They won't always be living in my house. And now that they're older and I can actually have real conversations with them, I want to make sure that's what I'm doing and I want to be available for them. So like I wake up in the morning and even though my first impulse is to like get to my computer and write, I don't do that on days when my kids are going to school because I want to be around them when they're getting ready, uh, especially my oldest daughter because she's like in this transition between a child and an adult, like it's already started. So I want to make sure I'm there for her. And so if she looks back, you know, later on when she's older and she's like, did mom really like show me her love? She can say, look, there's a physical amount of time she spent with me every day. And that's proof. Like I'm focusing on her. I'm being healthy with her. I'm not obsessed with her, but I want to be there for her. Uh, because I think a lot of times parents put expectations on their kids to fulfill them emotionally, and that's unhealthy, and that creates a dangerous dynamic that a lot of kids resent when they get older, reasonably so. Uh, so, yeah, no, we're not talking about parenting, <laughs> even though I could talk about that, and I am a parent. Um, but we're talking about writing and how you have to be honest with yourself about your time because if you love writing as much as you say you do, and you must love it a lot if you're listening to this podcast or watching this Instagram live, uh, then you should be spending time doing it. So you need to monitor that and self-check what you're doing with your time. The other thing we need to be honest about when it comes to our writing is our level of skill. And I know that can be terrifying. I know, okay? I've been there where I was like, oh, I don't think I'm any good. Should I still keep writing? And the answer is everyone starts off not being that great unless you're like a prolific writer like Blake Crouch, although I haven't seen any of his early stuff. So maybe he's not uh, as prolific as I think. No, he is. He's so good. If you've read Recursion, he's like a master storyteller for sure. But uh, most of us don't start out that way. We work up to it. And so we have to evaluate where we are honestly. And so I would say right now, like in my writing career, I am probably about two thirds of the way to being a master storyteller. I still have a lot of practice to do. I still have a lot of um, 
learning to do. I'm always learning new things. I'm a, I'm a serial learner. If you don't know that about me, I'm always trying to learn new things. I'm always like looking up courses I could do or ordering books that I can read. I'm always like taking notes on some book or course that I'm going through. And so I still have things I need to study, but uh, I know I can write a book now that will resonate with readers. And if I'm writing in an area where I know there's an established target audience, I know I can make money selling that book, which is amazing information to me. And if you came to me like five years ago, even I would have been like, what now? Make words go together? How book? No, it, w- it wasn't that bad, <laughs> but it was bad. Like there, the books that I've written, uh, some of them are not readable because I was just not there with my experience in storytelling. And that's one of the reasons why I make so many things for you guys to either have for free or to purchase, because I'm trying to help you get over that initial hump as fast as quickly so that your two thir- last two thirds of writing, uh, which is where I'm at now, can start sooner because of all the things that I learned going through it myself. You don't have to put in all of that time Um, Because you can learn what not to do from me because I learned by doing the wrong thing or following the wrong teacher or uh, listening to the wrong internet guru who wasn't able to make the changes as time progressed, which is what we see in self-publishing, right? We see that people like get into this thing on a whim and they figure out what's working in that moment. And then as time progresses and the industry changes, they lose that momentum. And I won't give any... uh, specific notes on who that is right now, but I can think of a few people that were really, really big in self-publishing industry, and now they're like, wah, wah, wah. One of the people who has been uh, really good at adapting and changing with the times is Joanna Penn. So I'm always like reading and listening and uh, viewing her videos whenever she comes out with something because she has been able to predict what's going to happen successfully. And when she can't, she's able to pivot successfully. And that's something that uh, I need to work on. And if I'm being honest with myself, I'll, I will say I have a lot to learn from Joanna Penn. And so that's something you can do when you're writing. You're like, okay, if I'm being honest with where I am right now, I realize that there's a lot that I can learn from this person or this person. Uh, and so... Hopefully one of those people is me because I'm trying to help you out, right? (laughs) But if you're being honest with where you are, you have to acknowledge that you're not where you want to be yet. And I think that's where the pain point comes in because you're like, well, uh, I'm not as good as I want. And that hurts inside, but it doesn't have to hurt. And Remember, there are certain lessons that you can only learn from failure. And that's something that we talked about a lot in the Writing 101 series that we did together. So I want you to understand that you it's good to be honest with yourself, even if it's painful at first, because you need to get used to the idea that if you don't make time to write, you're lying about how important writing is to you. And you also need to get used to the idea that I'm not where I want to be as far as writing right now. But that means that I acknowledge that and I can work toward getting to where I want to be instead of writing the same for years and not making progress because I'm afraid to admit that I still have room to grow. I still have things I need to learn. And when you're honest and you can evaluate yourself without comparing yourself to everyone else and you're just looking at your own path and your own progress, 
that's when self-empathy comes in and that's when honesty in self-empathy can propel you forward in your writing journey. And that's why it's important for you to face those difficult truths, even though they might be painful. And also, the more honest you are with yourself about difficult things, the more you get used to thinking about things that sting a little. So for example, if you had told me 10 years ago, Kristen, your writing is trash and you'll never get better. Well, okay, you'll never get better part. That's subjective, right? But my writing was pretty trash. If, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you and with myself, I did not know what I was doing. Uh, I had to go out and acquire a lot of skill through some really painful circumstances and some not as painful circumstances. Uh, but if I had been being honest with myself back then, I would have allowed myself a lot more room to mess around with things and learn things instead of writing for so many hours constantly because I, I thought, and this was what they taught us back then, and some people still teach this, that if you write a ton, people will buy your books. And there's no correlation between uh, quality and income, all of the correlations between quantity and income. And that actually doesn't work out in the long run. So that's something that I had to learn. And I think I would be further along in my writing journey if I had spent those years doing something like writing short stories and uh, figuring out the structure before I was like, I'm going to write a hundred you know, 60 to 100,000 word novels all in a row and spend all my days writing this story, even though I don't really have any part of this skill mastered yet. And these books are not going to make me any money and they'll be in my pile of things I wish no one could ever see. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really care. I've put chunks of my old books into my courses because I want you to see how bad I was because there's no way you can be as bad as I was. And if you're better than I was back then, I can definitely help you get better faster now. So that's why honesty is really important. And that's why it's good to have like a self-check and to make sure that your time is going to where you say it should go by saying what's important to you and then measuring how much time you invest in it. And also, it's good to be honest about why uh, you are where you are and also where you are so you can get to where you're going. And honesty is a great tool when it comes to evaluating your own life and figuring out what your goals are. And that's what I want you to come away from this episode with. And in the next episode, <laughs> it's more honesty. <laughs> it's more kindness, right? Like, in your honesty to yourself, you need to be kind and not be like, you're the worst. You can be like, you have room for improvement. See, that's the kind way of putting that. Um, but in the next episode, we're going to talk about evaluation. And that is also painful at first. And then you kind of learn what evaluation matters, what evaluation doesn't matter, and how to use these evaluations to progress, just like you're using kindness, just like you're using honesty pro to progress. That's why this self-empathy series is so important, because you're going to change everything by changing one thing. Oh, that's like a pretty great marketing line. I'm going to write that down. All right, so I'll see you in the next episode. Uh, or talk to you in the next episode if you're listening to the podcast. And I want you to remember the same thing I always say, right? It is never too late 
to write the story of your heart. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing. Happy writing.